welcome back to another episode of Two Idiot Girls. So my name is Jason. And I'm Drew. So today's topic is something that we've actually been asked to do quite a few times, and it's transitioning from college to reality and what that experience was like for us. And if we have any advice to share, like we always do. Okay. So I went to the university of Oregon, go Ducks, and I got my degree in cinema studies. And while I was in college, I worked two jobs. I almost had like three or four, but then I couldn't do the other two. But my main job that I did was I worked in student orientation programs. So I would help like welcome incoming students. So at first I was like, it's basically link crew on like steroids. So she was the person that walks backwards giving you your tour. Yeah. Well, I wish that's a different job. I got that one, but they wouldn't let me do both at the same time. Um, I only wanted that job because they got these really cool yellow raincoats that were like embossed with like the Oregon logo. And I, yeah, and I wanted to be a professional backwards walker, but so I did that. And then I also got a director position in that. So most kids who like, or students, sorry, um, who go through student affairs or anything like that, they end up wanting to get their master's in that, even if they got their bachelor's, that's like, just like the typical kind of pipeline that, that, you know, job kind of produces. And I was like, I have zero interest in doing this for the rest of my life. Um, and so I graduated and then just moved home and was trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing and stuff like that. And then for Drew, because I literally graduated on a Friday and then I moved home on Sunday. Like I was like, let's ready to go home. Drew graduated and then probably didn't come home for like two, three months, huh? No, a month. It was, oh. like, it was like five <laughs> it felt weeks. like two, three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like five weeks, but I got my, I got two degrees in journalism and communications from the University of Hawaii, Gobos. And I wanted to do sports journalism. That was what I really wanted to do. And, um, I, when I was in college, every job I had, had to do with sports in some capacity or um, journalism in some capacity, because uh, I had heard that that would help your resume or whatever. So like the first job I ever had, I worked in um, the media relations department for the athletics department, which is just like a fancy term for, I, I, I was a bitch running papers. Like I ran stats and I helped with the website for, um, all the different sports. And like, I, the main sports I covered were like football, men's basketball, like women's volleyball, but I was just a fucking paper running whore. That's what I was. I would just (laughs) print them out and run them to all the different commentators. And like, yeah. And that job was really fucking hard and was a thankless job. Like I got screamed at by reporters all the time. And I was just running all the time in a green polo. Like that's all I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was cool at first. And then it just kind of grew old. And then after that, I got a job at the school newspaper. Um, Cause one of my friends had started working there and she told me that if I really wanted to be a journalist, I needed to start making, you know, getting clips or whatever. So I worked for the sports desk for like, I think a year. And then I became the sports editor of my school newspaper, which was really fucking cool. And then I got to do a bunch of cool shit um, as a sports editor. Like I got to go to Pro Bowl. I got to do a Laker game. Like I got to do all kinds of cool stuff. So um, those are like my main jobs. I had like side jobs. Like I was a waitress for like a spell. And then I was like, nah, as soon as I finished that job. So once I graduated from school, I tried really, really, really hard to stay in Hawaii and it didn't work out. 
because I was like if I move home then like what am I gonna do and like I feel like most that's like yeah honestly they never prepare you for what happens after school they're just like especially in high school they're like just get to college and you're like and then what and they're like I don't know you'll see I was trying to think if I got to do anything cool with my job besides getting to welcome so many different parents and students to the U of O but I forgot every summer for I for two summers I got to get like a like a badge or whatever and we got to sit in one of the box suites at Austin Stadium for like one of the first like preseason games and it was always so fun um but yeah. yeah I I always attribute like um this is gonna sound like a dig but if my school's football program was better I wouldn't have gotten to do all the cool stuff I got to do <laughs> because for example in school at the time we were both in college like obviously she's a Pac-12 school like you know, their football team is, has lots of money, lots of donors. They were on a winning streak. Like they were on the, they were hot on the, the tail of their uniforms being different every game. Like they were just like the hot thing. So Dayson school hired like actual adults, like, like salaried individuals <laughs> to do the jobs yeah. that I got to do at my school. I was because, so confused. I was like, yeah, because, this going? Yeah. Oh, well, like I'm saying like, I got to do a bunch of cool shit yeah because my football team was not that great like don't get me wrong you think i'm gonna pay an adult a salary for this no i'm gonna hire the first yeah they're like no i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay ten dollars an hour stupid sweaty bitch with fake eyelashes (laughs) i'm gonna pay her nine dollars an hour and she's gonna do it she's always late but she always has a full beat and a a venti starbucks cup but here we are i was so up the ass of like mountain dew code reds at the time yeah oh my god (laughs) that's literally what i had in my hand all the time disgusting so Um, that's like my point being like I got to do that cool shit because my team was not as like illustrious and Mm -hmm. well decorated as (laughs) Dayson's team at the time so like if I had if I had gone to a bigger school with a bigger program like a more bolstered athletics program I wouldn't have gotten to do all the really cool shit I did so no for sure sounds like a dig on my own school but it's not like I'm very grateful that I chose Hawaii because um, I had like the best time of my life going to school in Hawaii and then I got to do all that fucking cool shit that helped pad my resume so it, it was a win-win but like they they hire like like 40 year old white men to like do the job that I was doing at my own yeah who have been working there for like the last 15 exactly. years exactly yeah, like no, yeah they sure. like they are like seasoned vets in the sports world and everything. Yeah. I was gonna say too, I think that the sports journalism major at my school too is very saturated with people who yeah. went there for that because it was the University of Oregon. Yeah. Um and a like, lot of times I, they okay. they chose to go to Oregon because of the program. So they no, were that's like, what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. Pac told would do a really cool internship or they would only pick like mm-hmm. six students or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember because I was trying to be a journalism student. I was like, this is like the worst thing ever to have ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, let me do the radio station. Like I'll do sports radio. And then I was the only girl in there, only Brown person in there. It was just a very strange environment for sure. I mean, I went to school in Oregon. So well, and Jason hates football. She doesn't I think really it was care there for going, sports. This is the most boring thing. <laughs> yeah. She like, doesn't really care about sports literally at all, unless it's like the Olympics. Well, and you worked sports, the sports paper at your school or whatever it's called. Um, and so you would go to like local high school, like football games, like, hell no, I didn't know you cover. Didn't you cover that a couple of times? I made that up, ma'am. 
No, ma'am, I did not. I told you I didn't want to do local sports. Yeah. Okay. But I said if I had stayed in Hawaii, um, in Hawaii, since UH is not that impressive and yeah. they don't have a state team, mm-hmm. high school football is like yeah, their like Pac-12 the football. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I did know. a story on high school football for That's school, what I mean. So you, you but did I didn't that cover. Once. I didn't say yeah. you did it all the time. I just meant you yeah. did it once, right? Yeah. And so for the sports radio, I thought, oh, we're going to go to football games, like maybe basketball games. We had a really good like gymnastics tumbling team, mm-hmm. tumbling and acrobatics, sorry. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, like you're going to go to Springfield High, High School. School. And I'm like, yeah. um, I think I, I'm busy doing see? literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, cause see, cause they, they don't have the same access because no. your school was mm-hmm. so like prominent in sports mm-hmm. at the time, like all the sports, like not just football, but football. When your college has a really strong football team, everything else is nuts yeah Yeah. is doing numbers like they're making lots of fucking money like all your sports teams are doing well when your football team does well that's why when when people complain about how football gets the most money it's because it brings in the most money yeah that's why like they days in school didn't have the same kind of access because my school was like you want to come and I was like sure it varies like, like the, literally the first person who walks in is hired I don't care what yeah on her resume. Like, <laughs> I mean I'm like I'll go they're like really I'm like that's like they're like okay idiot like they're literally like sure dumbass go ahead but also like my school like they would provide because the stadium's not on campus so it's like uh, a 30 I mean, minute bus ride yeah mine away. isn't either technically but yeah I know you gotta walk over the bridge yeah, to get you, over there. Yeah, you gotta walk. We have to take the freeway. Like you have to take a thirty-minute drive. <laughs> One to get time there. when we took her to college, this was like when we first brought her to, for her yeah, freshman year. Yeah, they dropped year. me off. Yeah, we dropped her off. off. But we went for two weeks. So for the first week, we were like helping her move in and stuff like that. And then the yeah. second week, like me and like I had school. Yeah, Drew was in school, and the rest of my family we were on vacation, and so we yeah. all bought tickets to go watch because USC was coming to UH to play, and our uncle's like a huge fan. So hold on, all- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nobody bought tickets. You guys got free <laughs> oh, tickets. Yeah, we, we did. Cousin, I forgot. I forgot. Our cousin that. on the team. That's why I said it's important to note. It's important to note that nobody purchased anything. You know why? <sighs> because I had a late class that day, and I was like. Wait, oh, wait, I have to finish this. I have to do my part and then you could do your part really fast. Okay, go. So basically, I won't spoil everything, but we didn't know that the stadium was so far away from her school. We had no idea. Even though we, I told them. Well, to each their own. Um, but we had no idea because we had never, and none of us had ever been to um, whatever the stadium is called. Aloha so, Stadium. Wait, they do the swap meet there. Yeah. Why did we think it was on campus? We've been to the swap meet before. <laughs> You're asking me, you're asking me Basically. why, why did, why did we think this very <laughs> dumb thing? I don't know. I don't know why you thought that. Anyway. So we went to the stadium and my dad was like, let's just go and we'll tailgate for a little bit. And then we'll go, he's like, and then I'll leave to go get Drew. And we were like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was absolute madness trying to park. My dad's like, tell that girl to get her own ride here because we can't mm-hmm. leave to go get her. Okay, now you tell you the rest of your story. That's the story. They ditched me. <laughs> they left me at school. I, I, and the shuttles that run from my school to the mm-hmm. stadium had already stopped running because everybody was at them. the game. So I was literally in my dorm by myself. Like there was nobody in my dorm <laughs> because every freshman went because it was an opening game. It was yeah, like it was the first opener. preseason game. Yeah, yeah. So man, what a time. 
that's the story they ditched me that's the fucking story <laughs> and I was so upset I know I felt really bad no you didn't yes, none of I you did. did none of you felt bad because you were all yucking it up at the game nobody felt bad for we me we had a good time what can I say um anyway so know. you're right you wouldn't know because you weren't there but so I was like why haven't we been to the stadium before this happened like gosh like a long time in 20 and 2017 yeah and i'm still like yeah. man wasn't it anyways so basically we both graduated college got our job worked at the job for a little bit and then we quit but while we were at the job we did a lot of really strange things because that the job would ask for and we have a lot of different like funny work stories like entailing our job and things like that um one of the things we would do is we would visit businesses to tell them about the project and ask them if they wanted to give us their email so we could keep them in the loop. We're yeah. bad news bears for a fucking living. Like we literally would walk in and be like, hey man, just so you know, this whole street's going to be fucking shut down from yeah. 9 to 7 p.m., 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. for the next three months. Just want to give you a heads up. Let me know if you want me to send you updates. And then even Sorry. then, it might close earlier. I don't know. These yeah, guys, yeah, and even then, I, I, I can't. Clock. And if anybody knows anything, very what everyone's very superficial knowledge of construction is, is that it's constantly changing. Like, yeah. we never know for sure. We're just going based off the most recent information we are given. Even so the people job, who are doing the construction are surprised yeah, by the They don't updates. even know. Our, our job was literally to give you bad news. That yeah. was our job. And then we'd have to stand there and get berated wearing a blue polo and khaki shorts and we'd have to stand there and just watch you while they berate us <laughs> because they're mad about traffic so we don't have a lot of really funny work stories um and if we did which we do um i don't think they would translate well because it's definitely a career that you have to be part of to understand they're like one funny. of those where you're like you had to be there you gotta be like there. you just said you just gotta be there but like what's funnier than us in two tight blue polos <laughs> standing on your doorstep at three uh, at like 12 p.m peak sun right yeah. sweating i'm in my, my red i'm in my 15 year old purple nikes that don't match <laughs> and i'm standing there telling you listen lady, with a full beat and lashes lady, and i'm standing there telling you i don't know what you want me to say like they're like they're so mad about the construction like yeah. that was our job was to get yelled at that was literally when, our job was to get screamed one of, at. The, one of the jokes they always say is well don't yell at me i'm not doing the construction <laughs> Well, and I, I literally like one time I was being berated, like we were, we would go door to door, like to people's homes, like who's, first of all, it's your fault. You bought a house by the freeway. That's on you. Don't yell at me. Go back in time and yell at yourself for getting a a house (laughs) right next to the freeway or like right next to an on-ramp. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I'm just traumatized. But anyway. No, but it's true. You're like, you literally live next to it. You're telling me the worst thing that happened to you is the sound of construction, not the sound of cars racing in your backyard. That doesn't make any sense. Or like car crashes or anything. The worst thing is is a pile driver behind your backyard. Come on. we, We literally would be like, I was like standing there and like, they'd be like, what do you want? Right. And then we'd be like, oh, we're here for this project. Like, we just want to give you the information, like bad news, bad news, bad news. Right. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Like, do you want to stay updated? I can take your email if you'd like to. (laughs) And then they would just slam the door. (laughs) And yeah, they'd be like, I'm not giving you my fucking email. And you know what? And then they would just stand there and scream at us. So then we would just stand there. And then I literally, at one point, I like couldn't take it anymore. This was like nearing the end. (laughs) I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, obviously I'm the one who calls the shots. 
I'm the one who's making those the big papa decisions. It's me because I'm standing here in this fucking polo, looking at you, screaming at me on a Wednesday afternoon. Like clearly, I'm the one making the shots. I called the government and I said, "Hey, so the I make six figures. Tear that the, bridge down." I called the municipal government. And I said, "Do it tomorrow." <laughs> Because this guy doesn't want it to happen tomorrow. No, don't do it during that time. Do it during this time because it's going to make that's his constituent peak. at 112. <laughs> that's his peak commute hour. So that's the time do I want then. you to do it. Yeah. That's why it's like, it's it's almost like, I guess you could say it parallels the service or retail industry because sometimes you're just getting screamed at for nothing. Like that's your job. For doing my just job. Just stand there. Yeah. I'm for doing your job. You, and you're like, listen, man. What do you want me to do? Well, you want me to go over there and stop it myself? Like, what do you want me that, to do? I know the part that's so like touchy about it too is that they can't do major construction on a freeway when everyone has to be on the freeway. So they have to do it when everyone's asleep. And you know who that makes mad? All the people who live next to the freeway. So they're like, why can't you do it at 6 a.m.? Oh, I don't know. Have you ever been on the freeway at 6 a.m. in California? And that's, and that's why, too, um, this is just like a fun fact for all of you, but they legally cannot do construction on the freeway till after 9 p.m. on weekdays. So I'm like, and they it's started earlier then. on weekends. <laughs> so that's why if there's major construction, get on that freeway before 9 p.m. Otherwise, Hurry. they're closing. They're closing us. They're closing a six lane highway to two lanes only. Like I can't We're 13 you, miles. Hurry. I can't off. tell you how many times I've used that information just for my own personal yeah. knowledge. Like when I find out that they're doing construction, I'm like, and it's late and I'm coming home. I'm going to stay off that freeway, man. Yeah. Cause they've, they've closed six lanes down to one. So that's when those your 20 you know those- minute commute is turning into a two hour commute. Yeah, you know those times you get on the freeway late at night and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Because there's that's, like they're closing. That's me that, out there. That was us. Lock the lanes. He's yeah. Home. That was that was literally our job. Our job was to tell you about that. And then they'd refuse to sign up for the emails or get the information. And so then they they'd know for- ahead of time. Yeah. And then they forget. And then they'd get stuck. And then they'd call us again. And they'd be like, why didn't anyone come fucking tell me? And then we'd be like, we did tell you. We, we visited your home. Yeah. We visited your home at this time. We literally kept detailed logs. Like we I recall do- you told my coworker to fuck off. I wrote it down. <laughs> is not but then Literally. so we wouldn't just do door-to-door things we would do like big like like we do them like a, on a saturday morning like a community meeting where we have coffee and donuts and i yeah. can't tell you how many times i go and be like damn there's probably like no one here not if old people live over there old You'd people would like to be yeah. at everything You'd and they would surprised. like to tell you everything that they know just and like they said like. like like parks and rec right like literally um, it's such a great parallel it's like exactly what we did like we ran community meetings all the time yeah and the only people that show up for that are old people literally and they come and they eat all the free food and they scream at you again it was just like not and white people and if they're old white people that's another story you'll never hear the end of it like they just they they know no bounds at that point and And we did them all the time like all the time community meetings all the time we went to local festivals we went to they're local yelling fairs at me while they're eating two blueberry donuts that i picked up this morning at 5 a.m and butt chugging a starbucks coffee that i brought or they get pissed off at like the options they're like don't you have creamer don't you have you don't have half and half you, you don't, don't have, have decaf you're telling me that you don't have french vanilla coffee made creamer here <laughs> it's like they literally would find things to bitch about like, and, like, and you're doing construction in my backyard 
I hate you. Where does it end? They're like, where, I'm <laughs> where calling do you the get cops. off? Where I'm calling the off? cops. So well, that was our why, job. That was our job. And that's why Parks and Rec, when we first started watching, it was so funny because our mom was literally Leslie Nope in every way. Loved her job, yeah. loved giving back, loved being informative also. And then Drew was saying that me and her were Tom and Donna. Yeah. And then one of our coworkers was, was like, oh, I'm Ron Swanson. And we're like, nah, you're Jerry for yeah. sure. That's yeah. what a Jerry would say. Yeah, literally. So that was our job. That was like, it was honestly though, it was really fun and it was very stressful, but it was like overall a really great job to have. I think yeah, we, and we, we learned, learned a lot. So much. Yeah. yeah on how to absolutely. properly communicate with people when they're upset yeah. and just different like office etiquette. Like, I mean, like we would get to the office and then for lunchtime would leave just the two of us out the back door to go buy chips for lunch and Wendy's. <laughs> And Wendy's, yeah. We would literally go buy Wendy's and we would sit in the car and we would watch YouTube <laughs> and we would laugh and eat our Wendy's and then we would go back into work. We would watch like, like 30 minute Jenna Marvel's videos while we're downing a 10 piece in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, days. We'd watch people go to VidCon and now look. Yeah. Now look. Now I'm going to VidCon. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. Girl, you have done it again. That's literally <laughs> us. So it was like a, it was a wonderful an extremely stressful job yeah but I've told Jason this before I'm really glad that I had like a lot of normal people jobs before yeah. social media happened for me because so we have a better purview and like understanding of like what the real world is yeah I was, like, disappointing and, yeah. as it was to have to do is like obviously when I first got the job I was like no I want to go back to grad school I want to get a job in in movies and all this other shit and every job I applied for was like no thanks same, same I'm good for the longest time so that was like it and honestly like if I hadn't gotten the NFL job after that job um if I hadn't gotten that I would probably still be trying to get that so everything for sure happens for a reason but I remember when I got the NFL job I was like so excited like I was like this is gonna be it because this is what I had always wanted after college I was like yeah this is what I'd always wanted. This is what I'd so worked you for. Worked towards, yeah. Yeah, and then when I got it, I was so miserable there. But not at first, but it was a rapid decline. That's for sure. Yeah. And then I stayed there at the fucking rock bottom forever. But when I was there, I remember thinking I really missed my old job. Like I wish yeah. I worked at my old job. Like, and that's how you know, like the grass isn't always greener, man. Like, no. And our mom just did really such isn't. a good, she was like the best boss ever. And she just did such a good job at building this like family environment amongst us and our coworkers. Yeah, because she could lead a team, man. Like, yeah, she could so lead a team going like her other life jobs, on it. We're like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to do anything. Well, and it was just like, I was so used to a certain camaraderie. Yeah. And like, it, I, I don't want to hear any fucking bullshit like, oh, like nepotism type shit because you don't know our mom. So like she don't do nepotism bullshit. That's for fucking no, sure. Yeah. I feel like, and if you personally know our mom, she's definitely held us to the highest standard possible. So yeah, it's not, I wish it was like Uma Thurman and her daughter who gets to just be in stranger things because her mom is Uma Thurman. It's not like that. Yeah. It was just, I was just, uh, with people that didn't foster creativity and didn't foster a safe work environment. Like the NFL? it was, yeah. Uh, that I was in a very hostile work environment, like yeah. all the time. And I wasn't used to being in that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, cause 
it's daunting working with family. Like that's for sure. Because you're like afraid, like, is, is this going to affect our personal relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and it never did like with mm-hmm. our mom, like mom, our mom's a fucking pro, like before that anything shit else. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. So the fact that I worked for a fucking stranger and she made everything personal just yeah. goes to show you like, that um, it has, yeah. yeah, it has nothing to do with like the industry or the work or like, uh, the like nature of what it is you're doing it has to do with the people that you're working your with. leadership no yeah. a thousand percent the only reason all three of us left um that industry was just was for multiple different reasons I know for me I just wanted to do something I felt passionate about yeah and same. I just wasn't fulfilled by that job like mm-hmm. in that way yeah. um I was in a lot of other ways but not in I guess a creative way and stuff like yeah, that exactly. and I definitely wanted to do something that made me feel good about myself and what I was yeah. doing, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like our dream. And I know everybody's like, everybody's been in that situation before or yeah, currently or is in that there, situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you feel unfulfilled. Yeah. And that's how we felt. We felt unfulfilled mm-hmm. and we were young too, like at the time, like yeah, and I, I was just, like early twenties at the time. So, yeah, you yeah, know, for sure. And I had jumped from like being in a really bad depression or depressive state from the end of college straight into this job. So I felt like I didn't really have enough time or allow myself to have time to like unravel all of that and properly take care of myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was able to quit my job there and move forward that I was able like I did 75 hard if you guys have heard of that um you know got all my shit together and then yeah and then I got Drew right when Drew at the NFL right after that I got this really cool internship with a music video company where I got to work on a couple different music videos and then I was like this shit sucks I don't want to do yeah um but it was definitely a really fun experience but I was like this is not it for sure yeah well and it's like I, if I had never, like I said, if I had never gotten the NFL job, I'd still be trying to work in sports. So like I said all the time when I, when I left the NFL, like I had said too, that, um, it's like, I climbed the mountaintop and I didn't like the view. So I was like, why would I stop at any lower level? Like, cause people were like, Oh, why don't you try going to another sports arena? Like, why don't you try doing local sports or anything? I'm like, like, I went I went all the way to the top and it was horrible. We what don't makes- have Coke. Do you want Pepsi? No. Yeah. Just literally. I was going to say like literally. And honestly, like they traumatized me so bad that I didn't even want to cover sports anymore. I didn't want to learn about sports. I didn't want to yeah. watch sports. Like I didn't watch football for fucking two years almost because I was so upset about it Um, because I was like so disenfranchised with how it sure. went down. And then, but then I, you know, when you're at that really low point, you think like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do now? The like, only way is up. Yeah, literally once you hit the bottom, the good thing is the only way <laughs> from there is up. So, which is funny. Cause I did 75 hard too, after the mm-hmm. NFL, um, which reset me. And then obviously the pandemic hit. So that yeah, really helped. It's weird how everything times out the way it's supposed yeah. to, even when yeah, it doesn't feel like it, but yeah. yeah. And it literally, I was the, the month that I got fired from the NFL, I was supposed to go to New York for the first time and I didn't end up going because I lost my job so I was like well I don't want to spend money right now like yeah and my mom told me like yeah if if you feel stressed about it already you shouldn't go Mm. so I was like okay so we we canceled our trip to New York and we did something else it's not that cool there 
Well, no, literally, it's booty. it's honestly booty. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but I fuck you. I'm so sorry, but I hate New York. I'm so sorry. Like I, I'll go visit for work obligations, and that that's is it. it. But I'm just a West Coast girly. Like that's just who I am. But anyways, um, I didn't go to New York, and then literally like two weeks later, the pandemic hit. The and stay-at-home order. New York, yeah. New York was like the epicenter in the yeah. beginning. I would have been trapped there had I gone yeah. right. Um, and so then I thought like everything happened for a reason. Like I got fired. I had to cancel my trip. I couldn't go. And then mm-hmm. like the pandemic did such a weird way of like resetting everybody, like almost like reshifting your perspective on like what's important, what means the most to you. Like, you know what I mean? Cause like it felt so fleeting at the time and everyone was in lockdown, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it did a really good job of reframing my mindset about mm-hmm. like work and what it is I wanted to do and like who wanted to be and everything like that so I'm like everything happens for a reason and I'm really glad that it happened that way even though it sucked ass when I was going through it (laughs) even though it was garbage at the beginning yeah because I had done like small internships where I'd like PA for like short films and like I did a couple commercials and stuff and Mm -hmm. I was like I don't want to work in media or television I want to work in music and then I got my music internship and I was like, I don't want to work in any of this. It's almost like uh, no matter how many times your parents tell you, like, you're not going to like it. Like, you know, like, take it from me. Like, it's, gonna, yeah. you know, and my parents told me that about my commute to work when I was going to the NFL. Yeah. I was driving two and a half Ooh. hours one way. And the Culver City, yeah? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I went to... City. My internship was in East LA. That's where all the hipsters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would take me almost two hours to get there, and that shit fucking sucked because it was unpaid too. So I'm like, it's like I'm paying to be in. Yeah, <laughs> at literally. that point, everyone else lived in LA, so their commute was like ten minutes. Mine was not. Yeah. Was Mine wasn't unpaid, but it sure felt like it fucking was. <laughs> I paid them in blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> in, in my mental health, my literally <laughs> mental health. I'm like, what's the currency exchange right. on my depressive episodes that I went through? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that alone, my my mom told me like that drive alone is gonna kill you, and I, I was know. like, you know what? Like it'll be fine, and it fucking wasn't yeah, fine. It, I drove two and a half hours. And one spoiler way. alert: it was not fine. Yeah, yeah I, it was horrible. And then like the worst part about other than it making me doubt myself was that it was a bleeding into my relationships with everybody else. Like with my family, with my boyfriend, like, because I was so fucking sad all the time. Like I was just like, and it was so funny. Cause I didn't think about it at the time. At the time I just thought I was overworked, but now looking back, I'm like, I was depressed. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. And it was really sad, like watching me wither away. And at this point, my entire family, including my boyfriend, all entrepreneurs. Everybody's working for themselves. I was the only one still working nine to five and I was miserable. And I was like, yeah. dude, look at my family, like living it up. And I'm literally saying, by my yeah. fucking self on this lonely ass island. Like this I remember when you, uh, when you called me to tell me that you got fired and yeah. I, don't, I was doing something. And then you text me, dude, call me. I literally got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just literally. Like a screenshot of it because it was really funny. I literally... I you know you go down in the the pecking order of people you call so like I called my mom first she didn't answer she has an appointment 
And I called Dason. She didn't answer because she was also an appointment. And then I was like, fine, I'll call my dad. So then I called daddy <laughs> and he answered and he was like, what's up? Right when I answered. And I That's was, how he always answers the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, um, I think I just got fired, even though I definitely did. <laughs> I think, I think I just got fired. And you know, what's funny is when I, when I left and I had to do that fucking walk of shame because the bitch fired me at 4 15 so she couldn't even fire me when i clocked out like you could have 45 minutes she couldn't even fire you at lunch you beat the commute home she's like no and i i literally remember sitting in there going you couldn't have told me this before i drove all the way down here like i literally told her I said, this couldn't have been an email <laughs> she's like no way bitch i need you to come and turn your shit in and then didn't they have security escort you out too Oh my God. I was like getting all antsy. I couldn't unmute myself. <laughs> literally. Yeah. No, literally she made, she fired me on a Wednesday, which first of all is bad etiquette. You're supposed to fire people on like a Friday or something. Yeah. Like, so they don't come back to the or office. A, or a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Like you're supposed to fire them on like a weekday or weekends, like going into the weekend, whatever. Yeah. She fired me on a fucking Wednesday. Right. And then I, uh, she fired me at like four o'clock, four fifteen. The bitch couldn't even fire me at five. Like, damn. And literally the first thing I said when they fucking sat me in that stupid ass meeting and told me the news, I was like, you couldn't have told me this yesterday. Like, I literally was like, I drove all the way the fuck down here for you to blindside me like this. Like yeah. she literally blindsided me. And then she just didn't say anything. And they were like, oh, we're not here to talk about that. We're just going to talk logistics. I said, you know, we could have talked about you finding a way to fucking fire me. We could have talked about that yesterday. Because at this point, I had never said anything to her. Like, I had never stood up for myself. Like, yeah. Nothing. Then, so then literally, I walk out. Yeah. I, do, I brought the laptop they gave me right in there to take notes because she said it was a meeting. So I, like, brought in. And then I'm, I'm like, sitting there with my laptop open and they're fucking telling me that I'm all i just closed uh, my i guess i'll close this i'm guessing no notes for this meeting right you just wrote i got fired <laughs> position terminated that's what I, I no longer work here question mark. yeah no literally and then i left and then i had to like pack up all my shit and there's still people there like she literally did it to humiliate me yeah. and so then like well, now look had- at her Big they- loser yeah <laughs> and then they had a security guard like loitering like waiting for me in case I lost it. Yeah. yeah. Which I think Cause is like, I think is, I want to say protocol. I was say, I think it's but, policy. Yeah. But at the same time, it, felt it didn't feel like it. Yeah. It didn't feel like it. It felt like she did this <laughs> shit to me on purpose to like humiliate me further. So I was like, dude. And then it was so, you know, what's like even worse when I think about it. <laughs> I'm like laughing. Cause it's sad all day. Everyone was treating me so weird. And I was like, wow, everybody's got a weird vibe because everybody knew I was yeah. fucking dead man walking, what a loser. bro. Yeah, they were literally like, <laughs> dead man walking. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> they literally saw me about to walk the plank and like everyone was like, did you have a nice lunch? Like that's why people were talking Aww. to me like that. And it's fucking sad. But you know what? I, I told this to Billy the other day. I was like, what should have been my number one thing was that it was really hard for me to make friends there. Yeah. And it is not hard for me to make friends. Naturally, like it, yeah. it never is. Like I, it's very easy for me to get along with coworkers. Like mm-hmm. literally people older than me, like I, at the last job that we had together, we were literally friends with people like twice our age. Like we would yeah. eat lunch together. Like, <laughs> you know, we'd celebrate birthdays. We'd do yeah. secret Santa together. Like it was so easy for me. It's so easy for me to make friends. Yeah. And I could not make one friend there. Like, like an actual friend. All I had was like 
six degrees of separation coworkers. So that should have been my first tell, to be honest. That everybody was the fucking worst. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody there was bad, but most of them were. 90%. Yeah. So anywho, yeah, I called my dad and then he's like, I'm so happy for you. That's the first thing he told me. I know. And then I was saying, now two of us have been fired from the <laughs> My dad, yeah. <laughs> my dad was like, hey man, get in line, bro. Like people that have been fucked over by the NFL, me and my dad have that in common. We share a bond, a deeper bond in that sense. A trauma bond, yeah. No, seriously. No, seriously. And honestly, I, I would never even try to compare mine to his because his was so much worse. Um, but it was just like it, it having my family be so supportive and like uh so uh like happy for me yeah we told like her really just come into the house and then we we took her to denny's and bought her dinner and we were yeah. like we're celebrating it was, tonight you know because it was 10 30 p.m when yeah, i got back so home. nothing else was open <laughs> yeah so we had to go to denny's literally yeah and i was just like so it felt so lost at the time but then now looking back like that's exactly what was supposed to happen for me yeah because if not, I'd still be trying. I'd still be trying to work in sports. I'd still same, be trying to like... But about something else, I feel the same way. <laughs> so it's like everything happens for a reason. I feel like you just have to trust the timing of it. Like mm-hmm. that it's like, even though it's so hard to tell yourself that at the time, when you're going through it, you're like, this doesn't feel like this is what's supposed to be happening. Yeah, right now. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I know, I think... Uh, I think our experience, although our experiences are unique to us, they're very universal in that oh, sense. Oh, a thousand. I know there's probably a bunch of you that are listening to this and you're like, or maybe you're listening to this on your two and a half hour commute. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? No, you know? seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. And like, I thought that was my dream, but mm-hmm. it turns out this is my dream. So like, and I just want to say that the greatest irony is that I got, I got, one of the reasons I got fired was because they said I couldn't grow an audience on social media, but that was because they wouldn't take my ideas, right? Yeah. All they had was fucking wasp white mom humor. And for some reason, it didn't really stick well with the younger <laughs> audience. And then the, the irony is I did that shit for my fucking self. Yeah. So take that bitch. That's what I was thinking. Like you guys said, I couldn't do it. And I did it. Yeah. I did it. So that's why I'm like, uh, very happy with how things worked out and now we get to do this too which is something we've always wanted to do like me and Jason have always wanted to do a joint venture of some kind in media mm-hmm. and it was like it's just like divine timing that it worked out like this and we started our podcast during the pandemic we our did very first episode yeah 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 oh, our very sure. first episode so even though it was our very first episode is like all over the place and then we took off like seven months in between and then <laughs> even (laughs) so it happened because of the pandemic and because of where we were at in our careers yeah no for sure so So, okay well I guess we'll wrap it right here so I think my biggest piece of advice on how we can do better in situations like this from transitioning from college to real life is to be as patient and kind to yourself throughout the entire process I wish that's something that I had thought about like 
I know for me, my senior year of college was the worst year because I was so stressed and anxious about like, what am I doing after this? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And it seems like everyone else knows what they're doing, but it turns out they don't. We're all just pretending. Yeah. So I just wish I had been really, I had a lot more grace with myself throughout all of that. And then even through like the beginning of my twenties, graduating and stuff like that, trying to figure out what am I doing? Who am I and stuff, you know? Yeah. I would say my biggest piece of advice is actually something that Jason told me before I got the job at the NFL, but, um, I wish I had known it. I wish I had held on to it tighter at the time. Cause I think it would have really, really helped me, but, um, to not tie my worth to my work or my job. Oh, yeah. Um, cause I always did that. Like I I've always tied my worth to my productivity, my like success, mm. um, professionally, academically, like a millennial thing that I think a lot of millennials are like oh you know like yeah and I'm also a Virgo so that's another thing too but (laughs) I just have this constant need to overachieve Mm -hmm. um it's like an incessant like addiction almost so that's what I did for work like I, I when I got a real big person jobs like all I did was tie my worth to my work and how well it did it's and how well it was received. A, a people pleaser type of attitude yeah. as well. That's like yeah. woven in that, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And it was like, um, that was my validation was yeah. like, was outperforming others professionally and academically. Like that was like my drug of choice and it always and has like- been. I think what's wild is thinking of the jobs we had after the one we had together after college, mm-hmm. that the jobs we did were like an eighth of the amount of effort and I guess like difficulty, I would say, compared to the job we did together. The job we did together had so many nuances. There's new things coming in at all times. We're always on our toes. We're always learning how to do new stuff. And then I go to this internship and well, this is like way harder and I'm not even getting paid for it. And I hate it here. Yeah. It was almost like, I would almost equate it to like apples and oranges because they were both two different kinds of terrible. Yeah. But one, one was way more tolerable than the other. Yeah. Like one, one, we could, we could stomach it. Like we could do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it wasn't oh, like, I got yelled at, but at least I get to go eat chips in the car with my sister. After yeah, this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we had, like, we had some kind of saving grace mm-hmm. there, but like the other ones, like we were alone. So that's one. And then yeah. two, we were like having these extremely, taxing experiences um by ourselves which made it feel almost isolated because we were alone in in experiencing it and I just remember every time I brought it up to someone at the NFL like I'd be like I just feel like maybe I shouldn't be this unhappy you know what I mean every time I brought it up they'd be like well everyone's unhappy at work all the time like this I was just pre-pandemic so this is yeah, before this everyone pre- realized like you mean I don't have to cry every day I go to work I can find something exactly that I enjoy. exactly yeah. and I remember bringing it up and they'd be like well everyone like everyone suffers like everyone has to do do they like that's literally what I was thinking I was literally sure like, everyone does but do I have to yeah exactly like it, it's almost like the the whole thing about capitalism like yeah just absolutely so ruining like, like a stockholm syndrome type of yeah, thing. yeah yeah like your perception of what life should really be like and like what life should really feel like and i was like i'm miserable like yeah at least when i was at my last job i had my family and like we lived it, close we to the work like yeah, we were we lived close relatively close like way yeah. closer than i did when i worked it wasn't two and a half hours yeah. yeah that's for fucking sure it was like 30 minutes max but mm-hmm. like that like I, I at least i had my family and at least i had 
like coworkers I adored and at least I had like you know little pockets of fun here and there mm-hmm. and I was like and this is just non-stop awful like I'm just constantly awful like I feel awful all the time and just like I talked to people that were like in their 40s and they were like everyone's everyone hates work okay then why am I still here like I don't understand like and I just remember being so jarred by that and I was like no way dude and I and I remember right before I got fired I told Billy I was like you know I think I'm gonna ask to switch teams and he was like well I said I think I might quit that's what I said because I entertained switching teams but I was like nah dude I'm gonna be just as miserable I'm just gonna be in another in another fucking I'm gonna be under someone else's thumb just not this one just not this one (laughs) yeah and then he was like do you think you would feel differently if you were on a different team and I said honestly no and if I worked for like Walmart if I worked for like Carl's Jr like would you, would anyone be like yeah you should stay there you should stick it yeah. out you know what but I mean because no. it's the NFL yeah yeah the NFL like that's like honestly the worst part about them is like their the status alone makes people stay there yeah and it's just even if they're getting kicked down and treated like dog shit every single day they're just like well at least I'm at the NFL it's like it's so not worth it's it. brainwashed bro yeah. I know seriously I was like listen a free latte every now and then or a neck pillow is not worth I it. don't think it's gonna keep, keep me going buddy I'm sorry I need a little bit more than that dude. I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it to the end I know that's why I felt towards the end of the joint job that we had together I yeah. Drew was like just wait because she wanted to sleep at the same time and yeah. I told her I love you so much bud but I'm literally not going to make it. I have yeah, to literally. I have literally. to go. I love yeah. you, but no. I love you, but no. Um, the other day, this is the last thing I'll say. The other day we were on set for Drew's show and she was sitting with someone who we have loved on the internet for a good minute. Mm-hmm. And I went on my time hop and I found this picture, which is a picture of Drew holding <laughs> like 17 donut boxes. She's being funny yeah. in this picture. She's not really looking at But That this dip happened. brow serious though. And that's the Look concerning part. <laughs> seeking reparations from Anastasia herself so this is a picture I took of Drew to show my I think my mom to tell her we got all the food for the community meeting this was three years ago to the day of Drew filming her show that's crazy it's someone we've loved forever mm-hmm. and we can now consider I guess like one of our friends right and yeah it was so exciting I was showing my mom and said like tearing up I'm like look how far we've fucking come it's in insane to me yeah and I'm just so excited about everything so if this picture of her brows doesn't give you hope I don't know yeah. what will. let you it know inspire what I mean? you this is what we said to make, make each other laugh was be ugly at work so <laughs> if you're someone you know how that feels but I look at my sister from this to this right it's nuts and so right talk about a 180 man right so if you're listening in traffic right now or whatever or you're at work <laughs> I used to listen to podcasts on my desk all the time and like be like man one day right I'll get mm-hmm. to do my own um just like we said be patient be graceful with yourself and then just know that it's not always going to feel like this that's something that yeah. we've always talked about and yeah. just do things as many things as you can because I know not everyone has the the opportunity or the the privilege to be able to quit their job and just like yeah all of their dreams I understand that completely but you can do little things for yourself to get yourself there. And then I'm sure there's yeah, I was so gonna people say. who start their own businesses. I mean, start a fucking TikTok if you wanted to, and you could start like building your own business that way or whatever. Hey man, and, I did it. So there you go. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and business is booming for her. Let me tell you, yeah. you know? So, yeah. But I'm literally like, I'm so on board with that messaging too. As far as like, if you can't quit your job, because obviously that's a privilege, 
um, and you have a lot of responsibilities, just like take time to like take care of yourself, celebrate yourself, right? Be kind to yourself and like treat yourself where you can. And then just know, like she said, like Jason said, it's not going to be like that forever. I promise it won't. It's going to feel like it when you're in the middle of it. But yeah, when you come out the other side, you're going to be really grateful for the experience. Like I'm, I'm really glad that all that stuff happened to me, even though at the time it was the worst. It was like the worst thing that it could have ever happened to me. It was truly the yeah. worst, same. Like it was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. So like, you know, being able to look back at it now, you have like, a, I think a much stronger appreciation for it, mm-hmm. which I think is, is good. It's like, even though it's awful, it builds up an armor. Builds character. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. So, so other than that, we love you all so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Make sure you listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and make sure you rate, subscribe, and review us on there. Leave us. A, I love reading the reviews. You guys are so cute, especially yeah. the person who said, "I love it so much," but. I really hate how much Jason cuts off Drew because then Drew forgets what she's saying. And welcome to being in our sisterhood because that's basically our entire relationship yeah. is cutting each other off because we think of something funny. Yeah. Um, if you have a topic you want us to cover, please send it to our Instagram. And we hope you all have a great Tuesday and the rest of your week. Bye. Bye.